welcome to another episode of Xenochat. I am one of the hosts, Tyler, along with Justin. Hey, everyone. All right, we got a lot of familiar faces back with us today. First up, we have Robin. It's your boy. <laughs> All right, and we got Kat. Hello. And making their return for, it's been a little bit, but here is Aaron. Hi. I think it's been since 2019. Maybe no, wait, no. We did the we did the holiday episode. We did do okay. the holiday episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> oh <laughs> yeah. Oh my bad. Okay, that was amazing. No, it has been a long time for me. It's been like more. I mean, the 2020 years. count. Yeah. I don't. The, I, the first part of 2020. 2020 count. <laughs> it counted up until about yeah. February. Yeah, it, it, 2020 yeah. ended yeah, after Cats of Con. After that, we, we Which just, also yeah, means that you were technically in that episode, yeah. so. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> how many episodes well, have well, I forgotten? Put it to you this way. Let's just. Here. I'm yeah. sorry. How about this? Let's I've just pretend that Cats of Con was last week. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that works. <laughs> yeah, I, I already feel like All right. That. Well, today's yeah. topic is actually. Um, about um well because father's day should be by the time this is uh published should be around the corner and we are talking about zeno uh dads um or as i'd like to call it zeno baddie daddies well they're not all bad <sighs> yeah not all bad there's a lot of bad dads but there's some there's some good there's some good yeah. ones you know most most in between yeah not all bad so yeah we're gonna talk about yeah, we're going to start off with talking about the, the bad ones, since there's a lot of them. But yeah, we're going to just go through each of uh, Xenogears, Xenosaga, and Xenoblade games. Just talk about the bad ones, and then when, when we get there, we'll we'll get to the good ones. The, the true good good dads. Yeah, and like, generally, uh, I've noticed that uh, a lot of modern video games, the dads are mm. terrible people, but... There are good dads that exist in the world, I swear. It's just, like, a lot of dads are bad, and it's uh, it's important to call out mm-hmm. uh, that they are bad. But if you, if, if you the, the listener, uh, find that we are, uh, oh god, I don't even know the terminology anymore, uh, your fave is problematic, whatever, it's okay to like them. You're not saying you're not okay to like these characters, we are just... Uh, putting the info out yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. Agreed. We are just discussing them as, How, as characters. Yeah, and their quality of dadness. It's all good. We okay. are trying to focus so on let's... them more in the dad way than in the character way. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, bad dads can make for interesting characters. Exactly. So, you know, it's... it's uh, sorry it's if we problematic your fave. So in some of the cases of these, I'm sorry if that was your fave. I preemptively, <laughs> I pre I preemptively unproblematic your fave for any fave Excellent. problematic in this in this session. All right, all Man, what a world problem. we live in where we have to have that disclaimer. <laughs> all my faves are problematic. No, I'd rather do it than not. Sure. Yeah, Same. we all have oh, problematic God. faves. I just. Like had the image of somebody doing a cover of "Every Sperm Is Sacred" to like every fave is problematic. <laughs> what? What? What is what? I'll, I'll what is that? That's from Monty Python. I'll send it to you. Like, oh, Python. I'm sorry. I'm. 
it, it's uncultured. No, 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 it's, it's fine. I'll send it to you later. That's it. That's okay. Yeah, anyway. So, should we talk about Xenogears? That has a whole ton of dads. Yes. Oh, and also for clarity, so first... this does include people who are dad-adjacent. So, like, stepdads yes. or close enough to filling the father role. It It's mm-hmm. not purely about biological dads, because as we all know, your biological family isn't necessarily your family. Exactly. Just as long as you're given dad vibes. That's, that's what this is all about. Yeah. Weird. So, first up, we have Con Wong. I hate him. Faye's father. I hate Con Wong. <laughs> Go into that. <laughs> uh, so, I, I just take personal issue with, like, any character where they're going to do a bunch of shitty things and then go, but actually, this was for your own good. I'm like, can, if you do shitty things, just admit you did a shitty thing. Don't... Don't try to sweeten the deal. So that's... Yeah, that's that's basically where Kan Wong goes on my shit list. Yeah. Uh, but let's see, Kan Wong, when yeah, Baby Faye was saying, big. hey, yeah. my mom's being abusive, he yeah. said, you're just making shit up. And then when Baby Faye proceeded to process his trauma through multiple personalities, Khan was like, oh, your personality's too violent. What if I just use my magical brain powers to give you a new personality? Like, sorry that your traumatized son isn't traumatized in the way you like, sir? And then <laughs> oh he just God. takes his blank late son and just goes, alright, here's a town in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. You can raise my son. I noticed that you have a doctor on a cliff. That sounds wonderful for him. <laughs> then he goes into a tournament dressed up as a frogman and proceeds to beat up his son in front of a crowd just, just to be a dick. Like, there's no fucking reason for that. He's just being a dick. And then also, two years after he leaves his son in Hicksville, he goes on to adopt a new kid. He's like, oh man, I fucked up with that kid. Let me go adopt a hamster. And adopts Choo Choo. And then just fucking leaves her after a year. Like, fuck this guy. (laughs) Fucking hate Con Wong. Oh yeah, and then there's the bit where again he goes, oh, I did all of this because I loved you, son. Like, no you didn't, you asshole. You loved him. You would have believed him at the beginning when he said mom's being abusive. Hey, Con. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could see the look on that one Kong Wong <laughs> fan out there that's listening to this podcast yeah. that's just like in your chair, like <laughs> seething right now. Like, damn it! Those are all things I love about him. And you know what? <laughs> Fine. If that's why you like him, cool. But also, he sucks. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's weird because I never really actually picked up on. Uh, most of that. Like, I didn't know that he created uh, Faye's alternate personality just because uh, he didn't like it so much. Um, was that, like, can you explain uh, how I how mean, I'd love to explain how that happened in canon, but it's just very, like, unclear. He's like, oh man, this this is a violent boy. What if I just shoved that into the back of his psyche and here's Blank Slate Boy? <laughs> Because, like, I, Unclear. I I was uh, always under the impression that Faye's separate personalities, like, occurred within so, Faye's consciousness. So there's, but, of course, base-level um, Faye, which I think ultimately enough. becomes the coward in in his his psyche. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the coward makes, coward makes id. And then uh, Khan goes, oh, that's no good, and makes, we'll call him Blank Faye. And then Blank Fay made another Fay that I don't quite remember what his deal was. 
But I do remember that there were ultimately four. Because it says something about, oh, I didn't expect you to make another personality. But I do not quite remember what that one did. I just... I am bad at remembering... Oh, it's fine. A lot of this is, like, because retrograde amnesia broke it down so nice and succinctly. So it's like, oh, this helps me digest how much I hate Khan. Okay. Uh, a, a reoccurring pattern with me discussing all of these characters will be every time they go, actually, I did this because I love you, I will seethe with rage. Mm-hmm. Well, shall we go on to another bad dad? Up. Well, yes, we can move along. Okay. Kaiser Sigmund. A.K.A. Uh... Rico's dad. Oh, no. I was going to say Blanca, I'm terrible. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you can say Blanca, that, that's fair. They'll all know who we mean. Yeah. Rico's death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's terrible. He uh, threw out his son and wife after finding out uh, that uh, basically his son was a mutant, right? Or do I have that right? Yeah, when, when it was clear that Rico was very physically a demi-human, he was like, time to throw out the whole son. And, I mean, if you look at his profile, you can see that uh, Sigmund has slightly pointy ears, so it was probably motivated by, ah, if they see this very clearly demi-human baby and see how his mother is clearly fully human, they'll know that she isn't the cause of this. So he just had to throw out the mother with the (laughs) bathwater. Yeah, I always thought there. Were... I've never heard that. You haven't term heard of uh, throw out the baby <laughs> with the bathwater? Oh, I, I, I couldn't say baby. Because, I mean, he did that too, but it, it didn't just. <laughs> okay. It didn't limit himself. He's like, no, yeah. there's more bathwater. I can keep throwing out relatives. <laughs> just get rid of the whole family. I, I was hoping that there would be more to that storyline, but of course, that. that... Nah. Doesn't really go. Yeah. No, Rico just gets thrown out with the story. Yeah, they're like, "Okay, that's cool, Rico. You can hit a cool <laughs> gear and buy." Yeah, that's bad. It's like his dad threw him out. The game threw him out, and Rico can't catch oh. a break. Like Rico is kind of like on the level with Ramses uh, of levels of thrown out. Yeah, see, this is why I'm like, I need oh. to make an original character whose sole purpose in life is to give Rico smooches. I support you, Matt. <laughs> Just on principle. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, a much more prominent dad. Uh, we have a man who we have spoken about at length, Satan Izuki. Oh. Yeah, Satan. He never <laughs> talks to his daughter, ever. And, you know, it's funny, like, before doing a podcast, I honestly forgot he even had a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and, Poor like, Midori. Yeah, and that I didn't—I forgot he had a daughter, and I forgot she even had a name until like we did the Seton episode, and we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think um, Satan is there to give us the dad impression, but he doesn't act on his dadliness a lot, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's no. very weird. It's like um, I was watching the X nineteen ninety nine movie. Um, <gasps> oh, okay. And I like there's a guy oh, in yeah. there who is also very satanly and he talks about his family, 
um, but we don't see the family. And it has the same emotional brain feel as Satan for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, is it ever explained why Midori doesn't talk? Or why she, like... It- I, I know she's psychic. Yeah, they, they do imply that she's psychic, but the the small thing I was going to say was just like, it's. The, the speaking isn't so much the issue because, after all, there are plenty of reasons a child might not specifically speak. It's that there's like no communication going on at all. There's like nothing non verbal like, happening he, either. Like, he, he never. Yeah, he, he never, like, bounces her on his yeah. knee or hugs her or makes motion. Like, any uh, any uh, affectionate motion toward his daughter ever. Faye makes more affectionate motions. Faye's like, hey, Midori, do you want to yeah. play later? Hey, Midori, I found your ring. Like, there's nothing from Zidane. He sees his daughter in Shavad mm-hmm. and is like, who's that? They look familiar. I swear <laughs> I've seen this kid somewhere. That's yeah, he might be the, the the father, but he's not really a dad. It's just like Yondu said. <laughs> Who's Yondu? Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he had a line oh. about, like, he, that guy might have been mm. your father, but he sure wasn't your daddy. Or something. <laughs> yes, I might have been in the reverse order, but same same principle. Yeah. Yeah. You got <laughs> You got It's all good. All <laughs> no, All right. Okay. I, it just had been a very long time since I'd seen Guardians 2. Sorry. So. That's a good movie. Anyway, you know who else was a friend of Satan and might have gotten some parenting tips from him? <laughs> Jesse Black. Bad parent disease. <laughs> they just trade oh, yeah. notes on how to be a shitty parent. Yeah, you know, that's two out of three elements. <laughs> Or, no, it's two yeah, out of four what elements. What happened? Who, who did we lose? Uh, <laughs> well, people cut Ramses out of the elements a lot in fan art. Well, so. they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, J- J- Jesse just leaves his family abruptly with no explanation, comes home with a new face, doesn't warn them, oh yeah, I'm getting a new face. Also, he taught a very small child how to, how to wield a gun, which ultimately was good, <laughs> but that is that is poor gun safety. <laughs> And then when he comes back and his son's mad at him, he's just like, I don't understand what the problem is. I, d- I did nothing wrong in my life ever, I'll have you know. <laughs> also the alcoholism. Also the alcoholism, but... I, I, I mean... All that the, other stuff, too. The, the, the people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, so I'm not going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. again, it's just... <laughs> You leave with no warning, dude. And then, like, I'm supposed to forgive him for all of that. And it is kind of a slap in the face when Primera does forgive him. And, like, I get it. He, in fact, was doing good. But you can be a good person and still be a bad dad. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely where he's going to sit. He, he theoretically, at least, gets better. Billy, like many other characters, is kind of pushed to the side, so... His reconciliation is limited. Yeah, it is very limited. And I think uh, my favorite uh, part of the the Billy and Jesse storyline is that uh, Mm. after it's revealed that Bishop Stone is a Mm. piece of shit, (laughs) um, 
Jesse, you know, tells Billy, God lives in you. Mm-hmm. And it's important that his faith is internal. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess it makes, it will make more sense for me saying that, but that is one of my favorite lines in Xenogears. Um, and so it sort of en- endeared Jesse to me, but it sort of like my, my enjoyment of the character was very dislocated from uh, the rest of the story, just because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't go in order <laughs> and uh I like Billy wasn't my favorite character so I didn't immediately also I, I wasn't also immediately angry at Jesse for being a bad father and leaving and mm-hmm. stuff but uh that that's I I did just want to bring that up though <laughs> mm-hmm. oh no yeah yeah I mean I, again he does try it's just because Billy is kind of pushed to the back the resolution is very swift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a good line, though. It is a good line. Uh, speaking of Jesse oh. and Billy. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Bishop Stone. Basically, Jesse's uh, surrogate father. No, Billy's, no, it's Billy's, Billy's surrogate father. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, what did I you say? You said Jesse. You said, mm, you said Jesse. Yeah. Oh, my bad. It's <laughs> all so good. It's so all good. I'll stop talking. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Um, yeah, so all of the parts that Jesse was gone for, Bishop Stone filled in because of his weird obsession with Rackwell, Rachel, (laughs) how are we supposed to pronounce that? I I don't know. Uh, Raquel? Raquel? Yeah, Yeah, Raquel. Okay. Okay. Um, so I seem to remember that Jesse and Stein were rivals in, uh, high school. Or something, uh, and when Jesse got married to, you said it, Raquel. <laughs> I forgot Raquel. 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 Um, it's not like we don't have a whole lot of like implications. Oh, because uh, because of thing, I want to own Billy because he's a part of Raquel, who I also like. Uh, it's 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 very weird. I don't remember the Raquel part with the way that she interacted with Stein one-to-one before she was killed by him, I think. And I think uh, when he, like, is it, uh, Primera remember, like, Primera was a witness to her mother's murder, which is why Mm -hmm. she stopped talking. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, uh, Stone definitely took advantage of Jesse's absence to like steal him and indoctrinate him in the ethos and church. Billy. Yeah. And like we, the Billy that we know Stein grew. <laughs> uh, so he like, Billy is kind of like spiritually more stones son than he is Jesse's, but they're both bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stein actually really hated Billy and Primera because he saw them as proof of Raquel's taint because he's one of those people. So, yeah. yeah. So he actually really hated both of them. And that was why he was so okay with like, you know, fucking up with Billy's life because he didn't see Billy as a person. He saw him as the girl I liked had sex with, but not me. Yeah. Um, I don't remember too much about how Billy feels about Stein. Uh, does anybody uh, uh, else remember? He, he did see him as a mentor figure, you know, up until he fucked that yeah. up royally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
until you know you, you learn the truth yeah yeah I, I just like I Billy's not my favorite character but I do like him as a character and like there have been times mm. in my life where I've been like gosh I hate what I have and somebody has come along and said well I hate what you have too let's come and do things and they they haven't had uh, my best interest at heart mm. so <laughs> I I resonate with that and I remember it sticks out in my head so I think when I think of Billy Lee Black and the Black family uh, I think of uh, that that entire arc um, so it, in that sense it allows me to like Jesse despite the fact that he's a bad father <laughs> so that's that's where I'm going from I mean I do I very much like Jesse as a character I do think he's interesting and I do think it's a shame that we can't see him kind of rebuilding his relationship with Billy because we do know that ultimately he really was trying to help he just went about it in a way that did not at all fucking help in the terms of Billy's psyche, like, as a person with parents, there are some things where, like, your parents do it and you're like, I I get it, but the damage is done, my dude. <laughs> yeah, so I think that Jesse would be firmly in that, I get it, but the damage has been done. <laughs> so, well, we mentioned how uh, half of the elements... Um, our bad dads. The other half just had bad dads. There's my segue. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a fun little ride. You got to lean forward for a little bit and go to the next stop in the mall. It's great. Oh, that metaphor was dead. <laughs> like a dead what? mall? Like a dead mall. So, speaking of dead malls, tell me about Ramses's dad, because I know you love Ramses. <laughs> All right, so here's my take on Krellian and Ramses. Uh, Ramses was created for a purpose. Uh, he was not a normal child, um, so he was a product of uh, one of Krellian's experiments on how to overthrow Cain. Um, let's see. Uh, I recently watched a video that went over it, uh, and I've completely forgotten half of it. <laughs> so. But uh, in the beginning, uh, I think the Project Ramesses uh, 080891 uh, was supposed to be an artificial contact. So they were trying mm -hmm. to make a, a separate, uh, their own Fae with Blackjack and hookers so that they could control. <laughs> <laughs> um, but since... Uh, yeah. So, uh, but... Uh, they found Faye instead. Um, so they were like, well, we can't, like, this has no use for us. And when I say they, um, I mean uh, Karen Wong being possessed by Miang and Krellian. Um, so uh, Ramses uh, was a fetus for like 10 years in this tube. Uh, sort of like growing and being educated and like being uh, set up with all these expectations um, of being special and wanted um, but like as soon as uh, Karen Wong shows up and says really loudly my son's name is Faye and we, we don't need this anymore um, 
<laughs> they were like, okay, well, we, we don't need this anymore. Um, uh, so uh, Ramses was uh, flushed down to the garbage chute. Uh, and I am not sure if it was... I, I think... Um, oh, sorry. If... Uh, so many us, I'm sorry. Sorry, right. uh, You're fine. That just means you're thinking. Yes, I'm thinking, I'm thonking really hard, I promise. Get those uh, hamsters running on them wheels. Thonk emoji. Uh, so there was, there may or may not have been a, a thing where, well, Ramses is useless to us, and he, he wasn't named Ramses at the time, but I'm just saying it, because I don't feel like saying Ramses <laughs> over We don't blame there. you. Yeah. So if um, you get that number wrong, uh, you are going to get kicked off the podcast. So that number well, better it's, be it's right. Etched, um, it's etched in the the underside of my heart, uh, and uh, I I know it. <laughs> like I I can recite it, uh, so I'll, I'll be fine. Okay. Um, but um, so there was a point where uh, they could have just flat out terminated Ramses completely, uh, but uh, they they put him they, they uh, instead of outright a hundred percent double tap killing him. They flushed him down the the garbage chute uh, with a question mark question mark question mark death, uh, okay. and I don't remember if Krellian was going like I don't remember if there was a scene where Krellian was like, "Well, we'll just kill him," and Miang's like, "No, we can still use mm. him," but that may or may not be in the the extra story that I saw in this video. Um, but I, it's it's always something I just remember partially remember or maybe i just feel it in my heart there <laughs> because Sorry, I'll let you i no uh because i care ramses <laughs> too much uh anyway um during the course of his life uh ramses uh mm. ends up on top uh he ends up in this school uh names himself himself which then reveals hey krellian guess what i'm still alive um and uh krellian um once he sees Ramses is still alive, he's like, oh, well, you're the useless thing. Uh, I I don't remember, I don't think it's in actual, like, flashback or canon, but it. I think it's explained at some point that um, Ramses is one of the only people who can kill Emperor mm. Kane. Uh, and uh, to get Ramses to cooperate with Krellian uh, took a lot of uh, deceit on both Krellian and Miang's parts. Um, so they amped up his uh, inferiority complex about uh, about Faye, uh, like almost as maximum as you could get. Uh, so once Faye re-enters the stage. Uh, Ramses, who was supposedly like very cool-headed and an excellent like soldier for Solaris, off camera just like slowly degrades and becomes more and more not okay uh, to the point where he uh, just like hmm. disobeys Krellian <laughs> um, when he's tasked to go after um, Faye and Ellie when he gets Vendetta, um, and ultimately. Uh, all of the 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 negging and conditioning 
uh, pile up to the point where uh, they, uh, I think Krellian and the Gazelle Ministry say to Ramses, Emperor Kane is in your way. Ramses is not in the state of mind to fact check it and just does it. <laughs> and that causes so much other shit. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like sort of like Krellian created Ramses uh, while he was vying for power. Uh, he didn't create him in any, in any sort of like fatherly sense in canon, I don't think. Uh, so, but he is technically because Krellian created Ramses, he counts? Question mark. <laughs> uh, so that that's why he was on this list here. Yeah, he absolutely uh, counts. <laughs> Yeah, the, the thing I was going to add was just that there is a scene where uh, Krellian, they have test tube Ramses and Krellian and Karen Miang are looking at him and Karen says, oh yeah, my son's the contact. And Krellian goes, oh, so we can just throw this away. And then Fetus sells Ramses is not happy about that. And that's when Karen is just like, yes, claw your way to the top, fight and scratch. Okay. Yeah, so that's probably the thing you were thinking of. Hmm. And then they're like, and now we put you in the garbage, bye. Oh. Yeah, he, he was not even fully formed. Yeah. Like, oh. it's weird, I, I don't remember where I grabbed uh, the, the, the ten year mark uh, for him, but it's, I think that in the timeline, the uh, it's ten years between Ramses being a like two cell organism <laughs> year 10 him being in the tank still as a fetus um uh thinking uh i was gonna think another thing but the thought is gone i tried to have a thought <laughs> it's gone it's all right <laughs> yeah, so crowley and yeah, bad dad not very no bad dad it's okay worse than con maybe I'd say so myself. But I'll that, put that in a firm I, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I have my own uh, things that I feel about <laughs> based on my own life experience. Very fair. Uh, oh, then, we, of course, we, we get to the ones that we have a little bit less to say. So we have Edbard Fatima, who is, of course, the father of both Bart and Sigurd. I forgot to mention this in the notes, but uh, naming your son Bart when your name is Ed Bart, come on, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that counts as a bad dad move. Bad dad move number one. You named your son Bart. Your name's Ed Bart. Stupid name. (laughs) (laughs) Then, you know, made one of his sons, Sigurd, a servant, which was kind of kind of shitty. Not wonderful. <laughs> then, you know, kind of hid the relationship, but I did I don't remember this uh, as well as you probably do, Kat. Um, so, like, did he send Shalimar and Sigurd away, or? I thought that he sent them away rather than have Sigurd be a uh, servant in his own home. Because um, I know ultimately Sigurd I... does become, you know, the, a caretaker for Bard. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen until after the sacking of Abbe Okay, so initially Shahan. he just kind of sent them away, which... Yeah. Uh, but I I don't 
remember enough about it because uh oh wait duh okay so he sends uh, i i think he sends shalimar and sigurd away i think something happens to shalimar she may die early after that she is uh, a woman in the rpg yeah that's true (laughs) sigurd is captured by solaris for a really long time uh and then he's he's in solaris and um i think the sacking or the, the coup d'etat by Shah Khan is either eminent or already happening. So he goes back to the surface uh, to, to help Bart. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, probably there were political reasons of it's not a great look for a king to have a bastard son, but also I don't really know how royalty works there, so I, I don't know. Yeah, and it's... Uh, it's interesting to uh, to see that Sigurd very... I'm not even sure if there's anything. Sigurd never really uh, espouses any kind of jealousy or anger to Bart about his living situation. So mm-hmm. uh, that makes me think that he was never really the servant in his own home. Hello, Knives. <laughs> yeah, definitely... The story reminds me, I mean, it's very similar to the story with Kaiser, Sigmund, and Rico. It was like, there could have been some, some bonding mm-hmm. there between Sigurd and Rico, but... <sighs> nope. It, it does remind me when I was complaining about the lack of good men to ship Sigurd with, so a lot of go, wait, Sigurd! I'm sorry, what, did I say ship Sigurd or Rico? Because I, I meant to say ship Rico, anyway. Either way, the point was, hey, here's an option. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that before. <laughs> All right, there we go. There's a new ship. Make the art, make the fit. <laughs> it was like, I never thought about it. I, I just sort of have, have been pining for Sigurd and Ramses most of my adult life. <laughs> That's also very fair. You know what? Two hands. <laughs> also, Rico's hands, extra large, can hold even more hands. That works, oh. too. That's good. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Yes, next up we have Gaspar Uzuki, absentee grandpa. Yeah, we never seen yeah, him speak is... to Yui or Midori. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is the father of Yui and, yeah. Grandfather of He's Yui. The grandfather. And great grandfather yeah. of Midori. <gasps> oh, my bad. That's all good. Yeah. It's like, I'm not sure if this is a, I'm not sure if it was like intentional or it was like, hey, this is a really bad, this is a really background, background character. So we're never going to actually have uh, Yui have too many lines. <laughs> so Yeah, Yui got well shafted not, yeah. so bad. Yeah. Like, yeah she, she did. did. Yeah. Poor She's Yui. So yeah, uh, I know. I think it's in extra canonical things where we do see that Gaspar actually did have a positive relationship with Yui, um, and like he he was why Satan had trouble proposing because he's like, uh, excuse me, whomst are you? No, you do not get to marry my granddaughter just because you swords. I do like that. Uh. uh... Hyuga and Yui sort of get together very similarly to, um, oh, I forget if it was Macross or another series. But there, there's, there's an old anime where there's the glasses pi, uh, the, the glasses pirate, uh, pilot, uh, who is very smart, 
and he runs up against a very badass lady and they're like they they meet in the middle of battle and they're like oh no you're hot and end up getting married instead that definitely happens are you thinking of macross that does happen in macross Uh, that's max and um milia was that her name then ultimately they have an unhappy marriage and too many children Really? I, yeah, I think in like seven, they have, they have too many children. Oh, and they have many? Marriage. I never heard the unhappy part. Mm-hmm. I only well, because they have, I know they have two, they have two daughters. Uh, one of them actually gets like a spinoff in like in a PC Engine game. Then Whoa. I think the other one was in Macross 7, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Max and, the, the, that pairing is, is weird. I'm going to go out on a weird tangent about Macross, like. <laughs> They fall in love because, like, she attacks him in a park with a knife, and they have, like, a fight, and he wins, and they end up falling in love afterwards. Interesting. I think also she's good at it, video it is. games or something that dumb. Yeah, yeah, they have a, they, <laughs> they compete in, like, a video yeah. game. It, it's, it is crazy. Um, I love Mac. Mac Ross is really but good. This romance is poorly written. The the romance for it is, is, is so weird. And I remember their wedding looks like it came out of, like, some really, like, crazy 80 synth wave video <laughs> i nice. honestly thought that whole thing was like a flash forward but then it's like no no this actually happened in real time and I'm like, yeah oh, okay uh you know who, what pairing didn't get enough screen time because there would never have been enough roy and claudia i was just thinking about them i love both of them. they were very good yeah they were claudia was is just amazing yes yeah, so welcome her. to macross so chat <laughs> i would love to oh, do a nice. macross podcast <laughs> I need to watch Macross. You do. It's so yeah, good. You do. It's on Netflix, I think. Unless they it, it down. I think yeah. it's on. It used to be on it Amazon. Used to be on Netflix. Oh. I don't know. If it's it isn't already. Hmm. Yeah. You know who's another bad grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> Balthazar. Ooh. Yeah. Ba- back to <laughs> Balthazar. Also, we never see him speak to Maria, and Maria's yeah, definitely like- needing some like familial support. Yes, like even a line or two. Hi, Grandpa. Hi, <laughs> hi, kiddo. That's all you'd need. But nope, it's not there. Like just Balthazar showing up to be like, "Hey, I heard my son is in a robot and dead, and that sucks a whole lot. And my granddaughter is definitely crying." Wow. All right, I'm going back in my cave. This is too much for old man Bell. Yeah, I'm just gonna go talk to my skulls. This is this is too much. Or, like, you go back to go talk to him, and he's just like, yeah, I spoke to Maria. That was a whole lot of emotion, and I am- I've been living in a cave, my guys. <laughs> you think I'm ready to handle emotion? Because I'm not. Wink, wink. <laughs> and uh, then on a more global scale, we got the entire Gazel Ministry. Uh, who are also known as Everybody's Dad. <laughs> Everybody's Dad is the Gazel Ministry. Your dad's the Gazel Ministry. Your dad is also the Gazel <laughs> Ministry, yes. I was trying to find where it said uh, everybody's descended from the gazelle, but I could not find it. Uh, so, question mark. I'm <laughs> so certain up. there's a thing where it says everybody's descended from the, the Gazel Ministry or Cain. So, mm. you no, know, you found a thing where it said that the ministry was descended from Cain. Yeah. So... Cain is the holy grandpa. Yeah. And then we have the ministry, and they make everybody else, and they're all like, let's put our children in a meat grinder to revive our god battery. 
And Kane's okay. just like, sounds good to that. me. Yeah. And then the, For many years. Then the ministry's like, what if we put all of the people into delicious kid cuisines made with actual kids? <laughs> and Kane goes, sounds, yep, mm-hmm, you, you know what you're doing, kids. I trust you. Papa loves you. Pat on the head. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> it's, it's it's very weird because my headcanon for um, what Emperor Kane used to look like uh, is Ric Flair. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> just imagining Ric Flair <laughs> um, <laughs> saying this to this <laughs> to the gazelle ministry. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Kane gets better because Satan shows up and says, actually, why don't we just leave the people alone? And Kane goes, you're right, glasses man. I've now seen the light. I will stop being a helicopter dad. So was that from Satan directly, or was it something that he'd been mulling over for a while? Uh, he wasn't sure what to do with people, so he said, Satan, I trust you. You have black hair, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> And tiny little weird glasses. Go out and tell me if I need to keep watching the humans. And so Satan's like, you got it. I get to watch the living nuke and all of humanity. No problem. I can do this. I'm Satan. So he does and he comes back and he goes, Cain, I've decided maybe we just let people be people. And Cain goes, all right, cool. I gave you the task. You did the job. Sounds great. And that's why the Gazel ministry is like, uh, we don't like our dad anymore. Our dad said we can't make people into snack foods. Krellian, do something. <laughs> Son Krellian, kill your grandpa. <laughs> and that's the story of Xenogears, everybody. Aaron, uh, this being your exposure to Xenogears, do you have any comments? I have learned a lot today. I feel like I feel like I've I've mostly absorbed the plot of Xenogears through osmosis for the last like 15 20 years, but I I I still don't really understand. Now you understand it though. <laughs> but I recognize the names. Yeah. Now now it makes sense. I've, now now I've you understand. Right. It's a story of dads fighting dads. <laughs> that's that's very yeah. that's very relatable. You've heard of Dream Daddy. This is I, Nightmare I Grandpa. <laughs> Nightmare Grandpa. Alright, well now we are on your on your area of expertise, because now we are into saga. We are into your area oh, of expertise things where you can comment on them more. Let's put it there. <laughs> <laughs> well yes, we get to that, start with two yeah. <laughs> excellent, terrible dads. Suozuki. Yes. Mm. yes, the father of Shion and Jen. Uh, yes. Shion's dad. And uh, husband of Aoi Azuki. That's one of those words that I always have difficulty saying, so I apologize. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, he, uh, speaking of Aoi, yeah, he yeah. did experiments on her. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and left Shion in the care of uh, Gavin, <laughs> which that didn't oh, really God. evolve into a very good relationship. Yeah, that's true. Known asshole, Kevin he, he Wincott. Left out the, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you got to say he's a known asshole. That's the important part. <laughs> known asshole, Kevin Wincott. My yeah, bad. So. Don't be nice to Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's yeah, no not nice to, to nice you. To you don't be nice to him. This is true. Also, he was unable to recognize a future version of his daughter, which, you know, not, not really shitty, just like, come on, dude. She didn't change that much. <laughs> 
The graphics aren't that good, my guy. She's very recognizable. <laughs> but yeah, it's mostly the experiments, the lying to his daughter, who, again, she's pretty small, I get mm-hmm. it, but, like, that he had to build up this web of secrecy and lies with him and Jin, and then did the whole, this was for your own good fucking garbage. Yeah, so... Again, ultimately doing things for good, just going about it in a shitty dad way. Oh, yeah, the classic, this is for your own good maneuver. Well, everybody's favorite good dad. Everybody's favorite dad. Their favorite dad who is a good dad. Dmitry Yuryev. (laughs) Yes. No. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) He he did everything right. He made too many boys. He had some girls, but mostly boys. <laughs> he definitely had too many sons. Also, parentheses, too many daughters. <laughs> he had but yeah. 669 kids, which is an average number of way too fucking many. But if you were, you know... One through six hundred and sixty-five. He didn't really care about you. Yeah. So that that's against. Don't make that many kids if you're not going to love them all. <laughs> he had to. Oh no! I'm just going to defend him. No, no, no. There's no. <laughs> no, he didn't. Him. He didn't have to do any of the shit he did. <laughs> no, he did not. Then he treats like two of his kids like he's like, hey, I need two of you in case I don't like this other one and I need to kill him. So I'm going to make two of you to just kill this other kid. And I think all of them have potential to be body hopping, but I'm not positive on that one. Definitely, uh, uh, the, the Guinan was was potential body material. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if anyone besides Citrine might have also had that. Yeah, I I oh, can't remember either. More creepy. But that is, that's no good. You don't make your sons just in case you, like, need a new body. That's bad parenting 101, man. Like, that's, that's not what kids are for. No. And you also, um, he also made his kids to fight God. There's, there's that part. Yeah, that's not great either. We just covered that that was shitty when the the Gazel ministry did it. It's not good when you do it either, Yuriev. Um, but yeah, like, uh, Yuriev, uh, just sort of, like, uh, irresponsible sciences things into creation and he's kind of like I don't want to say on the level with Krellian. I don't know, maybe he is uh, but he's definitely Krellian like in this way because he he doesn't see his creations in any kind of fatherly way uh, mm-hmm. and he doesn't, he doesn't dispense affection to really anybody that we see uh, Krellian fucked up one boy Yuria <laughs> fucked up 669. <laughs> we don't know how many other boys Corellian fucked up either. So. That's fair. We don't know how many we just, just know like, threw more. away and they did not climb out of the trash. What about... Mm. So, Ramses is 0808191. Oh, how that's... did it get to that number? Okay, okay, that's fair. Corellian <laughs> fucked up way too many boys. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the... What the the Xeno universe needs is a strict sun limit. 
because currently there is none. If you can't feed them all, you don't get to make them all. Don't make any babies you can't take care of. Anyway, 669 sons and or daughters and or non-binary children. You know he would not have allowed them to not be binary. Hmm. He would have just been like, I don't I don't agree with you. You're wrong. Weird. There are only two genders, Nacho and Cool Ranch. Probably not. <laughs> Probably. Well, speaking of someone with one daughter, how about <laughs> Kevin? Yeah. Kevin, technically Cosmos is dead. I guess technically Thank one God. of her dads. Yeah. She gets better. Fakes his later. own death. Yeah, fakes her. Fakes his own death to get out of parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's Jesus. not wonderful. Classic bad dad move. <laughs> and then, to like, assumes up. that his daughter is just gonna be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, dad, you told me to do this thing. No probs." Just assumes that she's going to obey him no matter what. That's not great, especially when you fake your own death to get out of parenting. Well, Obey is in her name, right? <laughs> Cosmos is also in her name, okay? The this acronym sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of no. sense. It's 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 like it's like they gave her the name and then like made an yeah. acronym to go with it. Like, I want to name so her after a we flower. Had I feel like that's probably Osmos. what happened. <laughs> Osmosis Jones, the sequel. Osmos. <laughs> And there's our picture for the episode. Oh my god. (laughs) No, actually, we obviously used that picture from the one ad where it was like a person with too many fucking babies. And it was like for the first game, even though that doesn't make sense until the second game. Uh, anyway, oh, this yeah, isn't dad. That. Yeah, the guy, the guy looking in, it's just like a hundred billion clone babies. Oh god. Uh, so Aaron, this one was your suggestion, because I definitely forgot about him. Oh yeah, Grimoire from The Missing Year. Now, um, Is Grimoire I Baron? haven't actually gone through The Missing Year uh, animation series for a couple of years, but yeah, like he is probably an underrated bad dad in India. Yeah. <laughs> um basically let me see if I can remember what he did. He was like I think he was either Nephilim's was he Nephilim's dad technically? Yeah. He's and- Nephilim's dad, yeah. Yeah, I mean I think technically was, was she Nephilim at that point or was she Adel? Oh yeah. So she she was um I think her name was Almadel or something like that. She was the Almadel. That's how Yeah, better. she was like a realian that originally I think um, Shion's dad was doing some sort of experimentation on, and and uh, so Shion like became friends with her, and then they both completely forgot about it or something. <laughs> um, and then um, Grimoire shows up years later, and 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 Almadel's memory is all wiped, and she's calling herself Nephilim because she thinks she's like the actual Nephilim, and. Like it turns out, Grimoire just wants to like download the actual Nephilim's memories into this Realian who's had her own memories wiped so that he can have his daughter back or something. And that's like, that's like just shitty on multiple levels, you know? 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not explaining it very well because it's been a while since I actually reviewed the source material. But I remember it was profoundly like messed up and. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. an even worse. I think. I was just gonna uh, say that. Fortunately, anybody got yeah, anything go else to add? I was just gonna <laughs> say it sounds like an even worse version of Joachim Azrahi. Yeah, it's like you can definitely see parallels. I think, um, like I think in the missing year, they originally thought that that Almadel slash Nephilim was like some kind of weird one hundred series realian, but then it turned out she was like something else entirely. And yeah, you can definitely there. There's definitely some parallels there, but um, yeah, he's like he's like uh, discount shitty Joachim Mizrahi. <laughs> Or something. Yeah. Anyway, sorry that wasn't more interesting. Oh, no, it's okay. I was going to say that fortunately not many people have seen The Missing Year, and therefore they can't correct us. So to correct us, please watch The Missing Year. Uh, and then we have winner of um, our Husbando contest. Margulis. Margulis. So he's not actually anybody's dad, but it is implied that he took some sort of interstitial care of Albedo <laughs> when he was growing up. Um, this may or may not actually have been a thing, but uh, Ormus is weird. Margulis is extra weird for an mm -hmm. Ormus guy. Uh, so it, it's, it's clear that Albedo had very few uh, decent role models and uh, scary uh, paramilitary religious uh, guy probably encouraged him to continue being as unhinged as he is. <laughs> Just with the uh, the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the very Margulis-ish way of hey, do what I say, and Albedo being like, nah. <laughs> Technically, though, an improvement from yeah. Dimitri. Mm. Slight. <laughs> Only slight. Like, when, when Margulis is a step up in the dad department, you really understand how rock bottom you were at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of doesn't help Albedo's development and then proceeds to be mad at Albedo for not developing in a healthy way. It's like, well, okay, let's look back. Who raised him? <laughs> Whose fault is this? <laughs> just and just I, put his nose in it. And to be fair, I th I thought of um, Margulis' relationship with Cherenkov as sort of like father-like, but kind of better since Cherenkov kind of, you know, kind of develops a sense of purpose with Margulis, but uh, that's my two cents. It's certainly still like I'm trying to make this guy do what I want, and I would certainly Fair. say like yes. manipulative mentory. I think just because of the lack of age or perceived age difference, I don't know if I would call it fatherly. Mm. Yeah, like gotcha. um I I ship them so I don't see this as fatherly mm. so but uh I could see if you don't ship them that this would be a conclusion that uh, someone would have so <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't again I'm just saying because of the lack of huge age difference I don't know if I would use fatherly but definitely mentor. This is true. Which Sorry. yeah. Oh, you're fine. No, I I don't 
It's worth saying. Everything is worth saying. There are no bad takes. Mm. Unless you say Khan Wong is a good dad. That's a bad <laughs> Theme of this episode. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, is that all of the dads in Saga? That feels like such a short list, but... No. I was just about to comment on it. I was like, I, I feel like... They love to be more, more. dads. Well, shitty dads, because there are the more bad, dads. Bad dads, yes. We, we know there are more dads. Yeah, but still, like, I'm surprised that there aren't more shitty dads in Saga. If anything, I would have expected Saga to have the most. It had the most shitty... Like, at least Krellian wasn't body-hopping to his sons. Krellian made his own body perfectly out of nanomachines so he could keep it forever. And didn't have to go sun-surfing. <laughs> sun-surfing. All I do um, is spew one-liners and hope people laugh. Your one-liners are excellent. Thank you. They are. Um, yeah, I guess we can move yeah, on. If we to think Blade, of more saga dads, we'll come back to that. I mean, well, we, we will I, yeah. when we get to the good dad section. But I was going to say something that was like too head cannony, so I won't say it. But well, no, uh, I already brought it up, so I, it's, it's fine. I will say it. Say it. Um. Uh. So I was thinking of sellers because I know uh, Orgella has a line oh, yeah. in her boss battle where she curses sellers because she has multiple personalities, so it sounds like she's undergone some experiments in the past. Oh, yeah. So I'm just gonna, you know, headcanon that as he was a very shitty dad to her, and, uh, yeah. But yeah, there's I, not really not enough. There's really not enough information to yeah. confirm nor deny that, though. There's not enough of Orgula to really have anything. So yeah. I think that, honestly, you're doing Orgula a favor by headcanning anything for her. <laughs> the poor girl. This is true. Poor girl. Okay, yeah, All but right. it'll play. Shall we move on to Blade? Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yes. Oh, no. I, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do so it. So the first one's just, like, one massive spoiler, but whatever. Okay, the architect made a shitty new Earth and didn't even want to take care of it. I guess we're gonna. I'm gonna assume that is the half that made the Xenoblade One world. Uh, no, the Xenoblade One world uh, architect did want to take care of it because he he needed to grow his vegetable garden and then eat it. Xenoblade Two, he's just like, oh man, this sucks so bad. I'm just gonna stay in a tree and not talk to anyone. I hate everything. <laughs> I just sort of saw him as depressed, but that also doesn't make him a, a good father. Mm-hmm. Like he could have uh, yeah. disarmed uh, Amalthus with like one word, or like have somebody come say something to him. But instead, he just like depression naps through the entire thing, which is a mood, but it doesn't make you a good dad. No. Yeah, he's like I don't Especially know. Especially when this... you know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, especially when you know you have people worshipping you. <laughs> yeah, he, he just sees weird blue man take his treasures and he just goes, whoops. I'll deal with that oh, later. Well. I'm not coming out of this tree for it. <laughs> so that's why I was thinking Xenoblade 2 architect as the shitty dad. <laughs> Xenoblade 1 is still like, shitty, just for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, because you know when you make <laughs> your children to eat them, you're still doing a bad job of parenting. Yeah, it's just you're not doing it as an absentee dad. Hmm. 
So th- there's your choice. You can have absentee dad, or you can have actively malicious dad. Mm. Neither's good. Neither's good. Both of them nope. are shitty dads! <laughs> That's the topic of this episode. Mm. <laughs> All right, uh, I've never heard of this character before. Oh, and we never spoke about him. No, yeah, there's no, there's no this? episode. There's no episode based on this character. Is it Dykson? Dykson? D. D. Look, I don't, I don't know. Um, can't Dixon. do anything. <laughs> Dixon. Dixon. <laughs> I've never heard of him. Who's this guy? <laughs> T- tell me about him. He sounds fascinating. Hey, he's just a he's just a dick that shot his son in the back. I mean, yeah, what a, what a, what an asshole. <laughs> Dixon only uh, worked for Zanza this entire time and basically raised Shulk like a uh, oh. a lamb to the slaughter. Uh, <laughs> And uh, fucking betrayed everybody after like nine, no, I would say 70% of the game being like, hey, hey man, I'm your friend for real. We're totally friends. I'm rough and tough and your friend. And and now I'm not. (laughs) I'm so sad you weren't on the Dixon episode. Oh. (laughs) I I love the the prologue trio. <laughs> they they are very good. I love them. That's why I got the the face mask with them. That was made by Angela. We should link that. Yes, yes. It's I love Angela. Good. Wherever Shut- you are, Angela, I hope you're doing good. Shout out to Angela. Angela. <laughs> Angela, you made my felted Dixon. I love it. <laughs> oh shit! I I spoiled the joke. I actually have heard of Dixon. Uh, he also caused. Uh, Shulk to have to deal with Larithia for any amount of time, and I feel like that's like leaving your son in a whorehouse. That's no good, sir. One woman whorehouse. If you were a Larithia fan, we would love to talk to you. I've tried to find one. (laughs) Like, the the only uh, positive thought I've ever had about Larithia is, damn, she thick. <laughs> That's the only positive thought I was able to find about Larithia. I was like, there's yeah. gotta be someone who likes her. There's there's gotta be, and I could not find anything. I don't even see that much fan art of her. Yeah, yeah there's nothing. And that says something. Alright, somebody's gotta gotta sacrifice themselves and be the Larithia fan. Mm-mm, not me. <laughs> not it. <Nose> goes. <laughs> Alright, Aaron, Aaron, we've nominated you. You're now the Larithia fan. That's your job. No, don't, okay. don't put that on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 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 take one for the team. Well, she hot. Godspeed. <laughs> that's 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 enough for me. Excellent. Which is why I'm surprised that there's not like a lot of fan art of her. I guess because it's like you know a character is so unlikable when you've got a character like Larithia and nobody's drawing them. Yeah, I like characters who are irredeemable and hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. She's just your type. Erin, <laughs> you can make the art. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> You could create the art, Aaron. Yes. You will be our golden goose. Create it and I'll retweet it. There you <laughs> Don't go. Don't tempt me. I might do it. <laughs> All right. Moving on, we have the guy that Dixon gets beer with. Michael. Not Michael. Michael. Michael? 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 Oh, now I'm, now I'm questioning it. I don't know. Not Michael. It's not. Uh, not Michael. Michael. Um, 
Yeah, he can't even kill his son himself. He has to go and get some guys who know the guy he gets beer with and be like, can you guys kill my son? I can't. I just have to sit in my chair and laugh like like the daddy pig voice actor that I am. So he's a shitty dad for not being able to kill his son. <laughs> I'm saying if you're going to go kill your son, you do it yourself. Dixon wow. shot his own what son in the back. Okay? <laughs> Have the dignity to kill your own son, sir. <laughs> I think he's shitty because he wanted to have his son killed at all. I mean, it's understandable. Oh, oh but for like, sure. It's just, it's just funny how you wrote it. <laughs> I guess, again, if you've decided, like, this has to get done, you take that burden on yourself. That's fair. He, he is, however, a good father in Peppa Pig. <laughs> yes, does that's, a good job. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's the same voice actor. It's oh, my favorite weird bit of trivia. That's that's pretty amazing. Uh, Zeke's dad, who I put that name down as a placeholder, thinking I would remember to look it up, and I didn't. Um, Isn't it something like... like Eulogenimus. Yeah. Alright, I'll look that up now. I will politely not say anything, so if I make any noises, it cannot be heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, King Eulogenimus Tantal? I, I cannot say that name. It's... We'll just say King Tantal. King unpronounceable. Yeah. Just King. to make it easier on ourselves. King Tantal. That sounds that's that's good. Yeah, my first impression of him was not very positive at all. I was just like, wow, you're an asshole. Eulogiminous. Eulogiminous. Yeah. He yeah, he banished his son from their own country. Because yeah, because he did- said, Hey sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go on. No, I mean, we were going to say the same thing, so go ahead. I, <laughs> I've spoken quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, he, he banded his son because they had a difference in politics, basically because Zeke didn't uh, agree with their isolationist society. Um, how they isolate themselves from the different titans. So it was like, well, I don't like your face. Bye. <laughs> You want to see the other Titans so much? Cool. Enjoy them. You're never coming back. Also, on a weird side note about Zeke, I didn't know he had a canon age. According to the wiki, he's 25. Yep. I oh. think it actually is stated somewhere in canon, but I cannot recall. Yeah, I always thought that Rex was the only one who had an age. I know that uh, Morag and Nia do not. But I, I think like Zeke has an age because like they give... It was something where it's like, oh, he was kicked out when he was 15. That was 10 years ago. Poof, uh, he's 25. Okay. okay. That, makes, that yeah. makes more sense then. Um, also, I just thought it was weird that uh, the king who, you know, and he loved scavenging, but he never taught Zeke how to scavenge, and that's just weird. Bond with your kid. Yeah, he could have been buddies with Rex. They could have scavenged together. Exactly. Instead, he's just like, oh man, I have a lifelong quest. I'm going to give it to this guy. Like, why didn't you teach your son to scavenge? Why didn't you do that? Also, how did you scavenge? You can't scavenge in Taldol. Salvage. Why am I saying scavenge? Oh, it's because I wrote it wrong. Well, <laughs> second question. None of you corrected that. It's okay. Because we knew what you meant. I've had too many drinks to 
correct anybody. No, Aaron, you're exempt from this. It's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, then, of course, we got... <laughs> it's fine. Salvage. He never, he never taught his son to salvage. What the fuck? Bond with your kid. No wonder he hated your society. Uh, so, yep, and our final bad dad, Nia's dad. What's, does he have a name? I know he was like a, a lord, wasn't he? Or Mr. Some, like, he had, Nia. He had... <laughs> Mr. He had Nia. I'm just gonna call him Mr. Nia's dad. Mr. <laughs> Nia's dad, sir! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made uh, Nia eat his old daughter, who was... That's that's not great. What are you talking about? That's amazing. And <laughs> Every father should aspire to be like him. Be like Mr. Nia's dad. <laughs> no, don't don't in- encourage your children to, you know, commit cannibalism on their siblings. Yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> he was the wealthy lord of Ethel in Bormat province. But no no name. Just just Lord Nia, I guess. He's such a bad dad, he doesn't even get a name. Bad dad, no name. <laughs> we'll, we'll see that that is actually not the, the marker of good or bad dads for Xenoblade 2. When we get to our good dad list! Alright, that was all of the bad dads, everybody. That's all of them. Yeah. No more bad but, dads. Nope, yeah. No more. So yeah, it's not all bad dads. There's a lot of good dads throughout the Zeno series. So let's start back at Zeno Gears. I mean, I'll point out that the other thing was two pages and this one is one. But yeah, a lot of good dads. <laughs> a lot of them. There's, there's more than one, so that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> Alright, going uh, back first... to Gears. Our, our... Yeah. yeah, oh. Uh, yeah, that we're starting off with Eric Van Houten, Ellie's dad. So, sorry, did you have something to add for this? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to start it, so it's fine. Yeah, um, he was good. He was a good dad. Um, <laughs> he tried to keep Ellie off the military drugs, keep her off the drive. And he was actually not a dick to self- surface dwellers. Well, isn't it implied that, uh, wait, no, never His, mind. Th- her nanny was a surface dweller, and she thought yeah. that her nanny might, in fact, be her biological mother, and that, uh, the thing that her mother basically says is, that's not true, and does it even matter because I raised you and I'm your mother? But that's a mother issue. Mm-hmm. Mm. He did sacrifice himself for his daughter and her friends. And he did, he did not that. have any extramarital affairs. King Edbart. <laughs> That's always good. Uh, but yeah, Eric was pretty harsh in some of his actions, and like it felt a little antagonisticy. But it really was just he was going. I do not want my daughter to run off with a bunch of renegades where she might die. That sounds terrible. Which is you know, true. That's, that's fair. It's pretty fair. Yeah. At the time, I I kind of didn't like him, but putting it in this way, yeah, he he did care. He was a, a a caring dad. Just like it's possible to be a bad person and a good dad, you can be a good dad and a bad person. <laughs> but I don't even know. I mean, he he was a bad person because he was with Solaris, so uh-huh. yeah. 
But even then, he did ultimately go, okay, you know what, this is what your heart desires, and I can't really justify keeping you from that. Mm-hmm. And then he sacrificed himself. So I think ultimately, like, the the bit of time where we see Eric as kind of a villain is just him going, I don't want my daughter to die, and I don't think that's villainous, really. That's not even that harsh and controlling. That's my take. Hot take. Khan is a terrible dad. Eric is a good dad. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> moving on. Um, so this guy was also on our bad dads list, but here he is again, Edbart Fatima. But this time, not to Sigurd, but to Bart. He was actually raised Bart very well, which is kind of unfortunate. It's like, oh, you're my legitimate child, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll raise you well. But still, you're still a good dad to at least Bart. Yeah, he raised his son to be a good boy, although he also raised his son to be a pirate. That part I think was accidental. <laughs> um, then we also have Nikolai Balthazar, who sacrificed himself to protect his daughter. And he loved his daughter so much that he his AI overcame mind control because he just loved his daughter that much. Can yeah, your AI oh, can your AI overcome mind control? It's not even really you. It's just your personality programmed into a robot. It's the echoes of who you were, and who he was was someone who loved his daughter. And Kim. (laughs) Yes, Kim, who made an entire daughter uh, and sacrificed himself for her in an era when people had stopped being able to have children. And the the, the daughter in this scenario being Emeralda. Mm -hmm. And he kept her in some place so safe it took like, what was that, 40,000 years for somebody to find her again? Four thousand. Four thousand. I know what a number is. That's, that's <laughs> still a long ass time. Long ass time. That's that's pretty secure though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, of course we have Hans, the uh, dolphin first mate of the uh, Thames, who ultimately goes on to marry Anna, the other pink dolphin, which was convenient of her to be color coded. Uh, and she already has two kids, Lance and Lance's sister. <laughs> and we do see Hans, you know, trying to bond with his new son and kind of understanding that, like, yeah, this isn't going to be an instant process. Like, yeah, he, he tries to give his son space. Yeah, because his dad didn't uh, died not that long ago, right? Or... He died in a Wells attack, which happened, uh, say, like, what, mid-disc one? Mm-hmm. And you see him at the end of disc two, but as to how much time that has passed in-universe, I know it's not supposed to be that much. Mm-hmm. So I'll just arbitrarily say, like, one to two months. Point being, it hasn't really been that long to get used to, here's your new dad. Uh-huh. And Hans respects that. Yeah. 
Those are the good dads of Gears. Mm. Good dads of Saga. Yeah. Good dad Saga. Yeah, now this dad, throughout like the first two games or so, he has this bad reputation, so he, you wouldn't necessarily think of him as a good dad, but uh, Yoki Mizrahi is actually a really good dad. Yeah. Yeah, his reputation definitely precedes him, but I think he got his his sort of redemption towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Also, we just kind of generally see him being good with kids when he like sees future Momo. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, hey, you can help me with this stuff. I'm going to speak to you nicely because you're basically a kid, even if you're a realian. Yeah. And then he talks about how much hope he has for the Momo he's making at the time. That was a really, that was a really sweet right. We see how much he really loves Momo and he really loved Sakura and it was not exactly like an easy, well, this daughter is defective, time to make a new one. It, right. it was like a painful thing where he's like, I don't want to say goodbye, so this well, is also- sort of an homage yeah, I mean, wasn't it at first he was m- trying to make a body to transfer Sakura's consciousness, but after Sakura died, he it was kind of interesting to see that he was um, accepting of Momo becoming her own individual instead of being, like, a copy yeah. of Sakura. Something that, yeah. I think, yeah, I think he sort of realized that Momo was developing her own consciousness while he was working on her. So he couldn't like, he couldn't in good conscience, in good conscience, just put like Sakura's consciousness into there because then he would be erasing Momo who was like already her own person, which I think is interesting. Um, since we mentioned earlier the the uh, parallels between Joachim and Grimoire that's kind of the big difference between them. Like, Grimoire was willing to erase um, uh, Almadel's memories and consciousness just to have her be, like, a vessel for Nephilim, whereas whereas when Joachim saw that Momo was becoming an individual, he kind of backed off no, and was like, does, okay, yeah, well, yeah. She's, she's her own person now. Yeah, so he, he loved his daughter so much he made a second daughter. And... <laughs> um, uh, now this is kind of why we had to have you on this episode, Aaron. <laughs> so if you would talk about this guy, oh, this oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know too much about him, but I hear he's a pretty good dad, and uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've heard of gosh. Ziggy. <laughs> yes, the, the name sounds familiar. Um, gosh, I mean, what, what else is? there to say about him that i haven't already like kind of over said already um i was thinking i forget i don't think i actually went into this on the on the episode that we did about ziggy but i thought it was interesting that in in pied piper it's revealed as part of his backstory that he lost his own father at a very young age and it's kind of hinted that he had a surrogate father figure of his own so it's kind of interesting seeing him like first um becoming like a father to his um 
his stepson um and then becoming the same kind of father figure to momo like he's kind of um like being the person that he needed when he was growing up i was i was yeah. that was like an interesting dynamic and it, it hits me right in the feels he's he's, he's incredibly but, good yeah yeah i i Such love a good dad. He, he's pretty, he's such a good dad he got yuli to stop being a bad he's, mom he's yeah <laughs> yes, he is. the best dad <laughs> yeah that's true he did yeah, Yuli was going through a bad mom phase, and so he was just to... such a good dad. She's yeah. like, I can't do this. I can no longer be a bad mom, not with this incredibly good dad around. <laughs> also, he bought his son a puppy. Yes. I want a puppy. You have a puppy. You need more puppy? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> uh, in Arguable Dads, we have... Uh, Professor Hakase, Assistant Scott, and Alan, who are technically Cosmos' dads. Yes, they are way better dads than Kevin. They let her be herself. Yeah. They don't, like, demand she obey them. They're like, hey, go save your girlfriend, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Professor Hakase does have like his own little bit of creepiness to him but he is never we never see him being that creepy to mo to to cosmos directly he just does make some creepy comments i skipped most of the robot professor stuff uh, because i'm a bad xeno fan all right um, we'll go to so jail i <laughs> I, I will jail. i will text you all from it's jail okay. it's okay nice i'm a bad xeno fan too <laughs> oh. <laughs> But he seems like a good dude, and so does Assistant Scott. Assistant Scott is the best. Guinan, <laughs> uh, on a legal technicality, is a father to Junior, but no, he isn't. They're bros. They're bros. Yeah. yeah. Please do not make baby Guinan have to be a dad. <laughs> Helmer, however... Helmer can be a dad. He does say that Mary and Shelley are like having a couple of daughters. And he's very, like, happy to see them. And I can't quite remember the scene, like, what they're doing in specific, but I do know that, like, he expresses joy seeing them. And that's when he says, like, it's like having a couple of daughters. Yeah. And he's also just such a nice guy. Helmer is very, he's such an underrated character. Helmer's very good. Helmer appreciation life. Yeah, I think it's also kind of implied that he was like a sort of a parental figure slash mentor to uh, Junior and Guinan, but I don't that that might be a no, th- interpretation. I think that's, that's solid, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm. I, I think it might have been more like a bit more distant, but also I don't know for certain. Like, I'm just going to keep track of you because I am busy doing a hundred other things, but I do want to make sure you two are doing well. Hmm. He did his best. He's just doing so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got a busy life. Yeah. And then in our minor characters, even more minor than poor Helmer, who deserved better. <laughs> Helmer deserved better. We have... T- <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> we have Teflamagus. You know Teflamagus. I don't have to tell you who he is. And we have Eisenmagus. 
They're <laughs> they're just you know big old Zenogears references. That's that's all they're there for. But these I almost forgot about my Magus. <laughs> Sorry. I can never forget my Magus because I hate her so much. But that's that's me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, Tesla Magus is a is a good dad. He sac- sacrificed himself for his daughter and has helped with the uh, working conditions and the mines. And Eisen Magus was Maya's grandfather, and he watches over her. And he watches over her much more than uh, old man Val interacts with. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Years. Love to see them have a discussion where Eisen's just like, "You don't even watch. She's thirteen, sir. You go and be a grandpa. I don't care that you want to live in a cave. Bring her to the cave with you. I don't know. Stop being such a shitty grandpa. She has no parental supervision." She needs you. Eisen did have like a few shitty lines where he's just like, oh, my such a tomboy. Like, a oh, fuck off, Eisen. <laughs> but, you know, he, he actually was part of her life, so that puts him ahead of Balthazar. Mm-hmm. Blade has like so many good dads. Blade has so many dads. Many of them good. Let's start with everybody's favorite dad that I'm not saying sarcastically. Ricky! Ricky. Yeah, he's a good dad. He he loves all of his children. And he's got a bunch of children, too. We talk about how, like, there are too many children and they're not taking care of them. No, Ricky actually takes care of his kids. Or at least tries to. There is an attempt. He went into debt. There's an attempt. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? The attempt, just the fact that he attempted, that that puts him above so many other dads in this whole little Xenoverse. That's true. Also that he was collecting kids because he was like, oh no, they don't have parents. I'm going to be their parents. Right. As opposed to yeah, like, and then, hmm, and then he, how many more kids can I experiment on? And he even offered to like adopt Shulk. Shulk already had a dad. <laughs> yeah, but still, he wanted to be a better dad. And he was, <laughs> and he was, a, good, and he was a good dad to Melia no. too. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Though he does say that Melly is like having a big sister. Oh. I don't know if you got that bit of dialogue. If you have a party with uh, Melly and Sharla and Ricky, Ricky will say that Melly is like a big sister, and then she'll ask about Sharla, and he'll say Sharla's more like a mama. And then Sharla will yell at him. Ricky's, Ricky's very good. Mm-hmm. I, I like him. He's lot. so good. He's oh, where's yeah. when's where's our Ricky episode? Where all we do is just incomprehensibly talk about how much we love Ricky. Yeah, and then like Future Connected just makes him even better when you hear like all the things that Nana says. It's just like, oh my god, why is he so good? He's so good. <laughs> He's such a good dad. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ricky's a good dad. <laughs> that, that's all I gotta say about him. He's such a good dad. <laughs> Anyway, Shulk already had a dad, though. That dad's name. <laughs> that dad was Dixon. He already had a good dad. Before he lost all of his good noodle stars. Uh, before Dixon decided to retire his, his good dad coat and pick up the shitty dad coat, he was a good dad. Uh, I mean, I, I touched more of this on the Dixon episode, but like 
Shulk is a good kid. He never, like, nobody ever really doubts that Dixon raised him well. Fiora does make a comment about Dixon being like a father to Shulk. Dixon taught Shulk how to make weapons. He encouraged Shulk to go out and see the world. Like, I'm not denying that there is an ulterior motive and that Dixon does ultimately become a shitty dad. I'm just saying he starts off not a shitty dad. Ten ten of those years where he was raising Shulk, he did a great job. Then he fucked it up royally. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I mean, it seems like Shulk came out pretty darn well. Mm -hmm. So, I think Dixon did something right. Mm Mm-hmm. Out of all the things he did wrong, he did he did something. He, he did right, so was, many things you know, right, and then just fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. He he raised Shulk all right until he shot him. Until back. then, yeah. Until he just threw away his cathedral <laughs> stars, he was a great dad. <laughs> then he just decided he was done doing that. Time to do something new, like be a bad dad. Other, I know I did put Soren on the good dad list, but. I I do feel that there's a good amount of debate here, and he probably could have gone on both lists. Yeah, as uh, I think Soren is one of those like he meant well, he did really, he did truly care about Melia, but he made some pretty bad decisions. Yeah, like he he cared about uplifting Melia, like making sure she would uh, succeed him. Uh, but the the parts where he like didn't do anything to keep uh, Yume's from making her miserable it was kind of bad and she was also kind of socially isolated too when she was growing up yeah there's a yeah. sorry go ahead though to be fair part of like his bad decisions is also kind of just inherent to how the high entians work mm-hmm. also true yeah that's more or less what i was gonna say that it was just a lot of like him not being willing to go against tradition too much yeah because he definitely went against it enough to be like, my successor is going to be Melia rather than Callian. Uh-huh. But not, you know, enough to say, also, we're gonna stop being shitty to non-pure-blooded Hyantia, because why are we doing that? Especially given the way our hierarchy works, where the king is expected, the ruler's expected to take a human lover and reproduce with them, and then throw the kid in the garbage? I don't... I, I have questions about the high Antia's biology and lineage. Yeah, I, I always sort of, like, assumed it was somewhere along the line, somebody learned about the Telethia, and somebody was like, well, we need to make sure that we don't all turn into Telethia, so let's do this. And then... They forgot why. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it makes sense, and then it gets more confusing because then there's the bit where they say Melia's eighty uh, percent Homs when they do the whole genetic scan, and I'm like, well, wait, wait, wait. what? Uh, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, that's not how that works. But also, like, but I, no, not also, but exactly that isn't <laughs> it. That doesn't work. And what does that say about her dad? And what? And hey, wait, can we go back to that? Uh, what I'm saying is this is a great game but sometimes they don't give you enough explanations show your math (laughs) show your work how did you get this number if you got this number how does this work how is this pure blood 
<laughs> anyway. Mikol. Mikol wasn't you... willing to kill his son. <laughs> that makes him a good dad. <laughs> yeah. That gives him some points, I guess. Yeah, I, I still think... Partial credit. <laughs> I still feel that if you're like, I have to kill this son, you, you gotta do it. That's your burden, my guy. Don't ask your beer buddy's kid to do it. <laughs> uh, he did give Eggle like, a million chances at redemption and really seemed like the moment Eggle would go, actually, I don't want to do this, he would be like, great, welcome back, son. I love you. And he did support Vinay's continued efforts to try to redeem Eggle. I still think it's simultaneously shitty to ask somebody else to kill your son and to want to kill your son. Yeah. So he he gets even for the greater good. (laughs) You want to put him in? You gotta put him in baby jail. Where it was like, I want you to go put Eggle in baby jail. That wasn't an option. Nope. Gotta kill him. Okay, so I think that covers Blade 1. Alright, so on to Xenoblade Cross, we have Lao Huang. So, he he goes... He was such a good dad (laughs) that he goes overboard. Yeah, him being a good dad threw him into a villain arc. Uh, which is, is sad. Sometimes yeah. you care too much. Uh-huh. Yeah, his family was left behind on Earth right before it went boom. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he then kind of he sided with the ganglion to was there what well, Oh gosh, I haven't played this game in a while. What, it was what basically was kind of to lash out, and mm-hmm. it, it was kind of because he didn't like what Elma had done and wanted everyone to know mm-hmm. that he felt like they were all being deceived, and that he didn't like how it was determined who would be able to survive. Which are all very fair and valid points, as are Elma's counterpoints of we couldn't save everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he he loved his family so much he went on a villain arc. <laughs> Who among us has not? <laughs> I've never loved my family that much. <laughs> That's valid and, and fair. Mm. Uh... Next up, we have Lin's dad, which... Did he have a name, I ask, as I go to the wiki? I don't remember. I don't think so, but I, I am don't think checking. So Not that I remember. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he, he, he was a good dad. He taught her how to do machines. And she definitely loved her parents. And I am not seeing anything about him having a name. I mean, unfortunately, she, they, her parents died. Like, did they die back on Earth, or did it was it sometime after that? I uh, can't remember. I think they die before the launching of the ship. If I if I remember right, I have the wiki right here. I can just look at it. Charles the party. That's wonderful. 
Well, there's like not very much that's all that useful on the wiki for Cross. That's a shame. But I I believe they stayed behind or died very early on with the ship. Like something they had to fix the ship in some way and died very early on. Uh Or before the ship. It, it was an act of sacrifice. I just can't remember the, the details. Hmm. But yes, Lynn regards her parents very highly. Everybody does. They made the scales good. They gooded the scales. Uh, they, they were the ones... Her parents were the ones trying to install the flight modules. And that was why it was such a very dear and important quest for Lynn. Mm-hmm. So, good dad. Yeah. That said, again, very poor lab safety. Lynn is 13. Do not allow her around that many explosives. <laughs> well, speaking of someone that uh, had kind of took uh, a father role for Lynn, uh, there's also Van Dam. Or Vandam. I always pronounce it wrong. Sort of not wrong, because it is a reference to Van Damme. Jean-Claude? Mm-hmm. The oh. very same. Oh. But Vandam. Not actual dad. Very dadly. Very dad energy. Mm-hmm. I think he could be read as, like, dad-adjacent for Lynn. Uh, mm-hmm. I think... You could argue that the relationship he has with HB is sort of dad-ish, but I would see it much more mentorly, um, where HB, you know, is trying to, or not trying to, but he wishes to usurp fandom because he feels like fandom clearly doesn't understand what life is like for everybody at the lower fields and he would be a better leader. Mm-hmm. And ultimately he goes, no, actually fandom does know what he's doing. But I would still make a better leader, because I, after all, am HB. Hector Burtwistle. Hector Burtwistle. Hector Burtwistle. That's an incredible name. I love him. HB is amazing. very good. He's not a good... He won't be a good leader, but I I love him, and he's funny, and he's an incredible foil, and an incredible character, Uh, but he's also kind of a a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes he is. (laughs) That's a good type of character, though. And then we we are closing up with Xenoblade 2. Yes, first dad up, Adam, kinda. I mean, not kinda, but... He he was a dad. Um, I feel that Adam raises a very important ethical question. Uh, When does Dilfhood start? Does it start at conception? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Asking the important questions. Or does it start at age? (laughs) Or does it start when the first child is born and starts to be raised by them? Yeah, all of these good questions. When when does one start being a dilf? Does it start because we with know the that... D, or does it start with an <laughs> ilf? <laughs> that's that's and, the real... And when is the transition into gilf? 
I, I think like that's when you oh, make another dill. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works, right? Um, but yeah, he, his his wife is pregnant, so that's like, well, do we count him as dad or? <laughs> but yeah, I think that counts. But yeah, for the counts, point, even yeah. if we decide against it, uh, we have of course Mithra and Milton, who he acts very dadly towards. Uh-huh. Like Torna is essentially like guy gets teenage daughter and now has to raise her, and he's like, okay. I'll do my best. I already had this younger child. I mean, 10, 17, how different could that be? It was prepping him. It was prepping him for the future. Well. Oh. oh. Good. <laughs> Sorry. But, man, Adam's wife got so shafted. Yeah, I really wish you got to see her. I really wish she, at the very like least, got a name. I wanted to... Th- so, what Torna became... Uh, I really want Torna 2. <laughs> yeah. Torna 2, Adventures of Adam's Wife. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. I want her to, like, lone wolf and cub it while <laughs> Adam's busy being like, oh man, I gotta hide my cool cursed sword, lady. <laughs> She's like, that's great. I'm gonna go and found and like make um. I am blanking on the name. Tantal? No, that's where Z- Zedar went. Uh, oh, okay. Fuck. Oh shit. It starts oh, with an thing- L, and I keep wanting to say <sighs> Larithia, and that's not right at all. <laughs> <sighs> something something village. Yeah. Well, the, the the collection of islands that uh, uh, Rex is from. Oh, Lefteria? thank you. Yes, Lotharia. Like she just goes and founds Lotharia, raising a hundred babies, fighting off every monster. It's it's a building sim. It's a baby taking care of sim. It's the best game. Game of the year. Gotta find Torna two. The, the two foods the boot the, the baby likes and make sure to get lots of them. <laughs> so you Each can baby likes two different foods. <laughs> and only those foods. And they have to be prepared in a particular way. It's a crafting game. I'd play if that. you make the foods wrong, they will still eat them, but they won't get as many stat boots boosts. Stat boosts. <laughs> and they will resent you for the rest of their lives. Yep. <laughs> Okay, maybe I wouldn't play that. That's too that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> too real. The Lefteria game. It's excellent. Well, let's talk about another fandom. So I don't play too right, random. Right. Yeah, let's move on. Yay. The Ryan fandom taught Rex to be a good leader. And he also, yeah, he, he's just a really, really good guy. He's really, really kind. Taught Rex about being a driver, and of course he sacrificed himself, which makes me sad because I really wish we had more of mm-hmm. him. Yeah, yeah. He's also um, a a really mature person, uh, and like, like, jeez, he like Xenoblade Two Vandom was sort of like fatherly to not just Rex but everybody uh, else like under him. Um, 
And I had another thought, but it's gone. Continue. <laughs> I mean, he cared so much for Rex that after he died, he had him take over his mercenary guild, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, and it sounds like like even the people in the guild really looked up to fandom mm-hmm. too. So like, I guess it's implied that he treated them really, really well. There's the 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 line from whatever book that I forget: uh, "Treat your soldiers like your beloved children, and they will follow you into the deepest valleys." And like that book probably doesn't exist in Xenoblade Two, but you know the the feel is there, and this guy definitely treats his dudes right. Yeah. He very clearly cares about everybody. Like, he's definitely the type... Did anybody... I forgot which... I think it was the first Ace Attorney game where you play as Edgeworth, and there's that one character where he gives one of his subordinates a gift, and he's like, that's not my birthday. And he's like, yeah, but isn't it your mother's cousin's birthday? (laughs) I'm trying to remember who that was. Uh, But that's Vandom. He, he will give a gift yeah. because, no, of course it's not your birthday, but <laughs> I have memorized every detail about your family. <sighs> Good dad, Vandom. Well, let's see, another father figure to Rex would be Azurda. Who somehow taught Rex to fight? <laughs> I'm very unclear on that. I... Yeah, that, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think like how that would have worked. Did Rex like fight on on his back or something? I, it's just I don't know how much coaching you get out of a dragon shouting at you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Azurda was also he, he's called Nuncle by Adam, so we can assume there's some fatherly, father esque vibes there. Uh-huh. Any. Provided Rex a, a rent-free home. Yeah, that is true. Uh, and he saved him several times. He, he's a good dad. It's just I'm so stuck on the how do you teach Rex to fight? <laughs> Can don't, we get a montage of that? Don't don't training montage. Don't don't think about it. I'll try not to. But you're gonna. I'm gonna. And alright, well let's skip away from Rex and move on to the other teenage boy of the, of the team, Tora. And Tora's dad. Tatazo. Tatazo. Yeah, like they all b- bond by building robots. And of course Grandpa Susu. We'll just shove them together yes. in the same note. Yeah, like I don't care for uh, Tarazo family values, but that does seem like a pretty cohesive family unit. <laughs> yeah, they they clearly do care about each other. They worry about each other. They share creepy made fetishes with each other. Um, yeah, the the family who builds robots together stays together. If <laughs> Lynn is anything to go by. Do we? Until the parents sacrifice themselves. Mm-hmm. Do we what? I was just gonna ask, do, like, do we know anything about Tora's mom? 
Uh, I just assume tact is so just budded. I assume Susu butted a Tatazo and Tatazo butted a Tora. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> That's like, isn't that where Napon come from? Budding? You know, speaking of uh, Napon parents, I noticed that uh, there's not much to say about him, but not on the list is uh, Don Don Don. And whose fault is that? I believe I had the document up for quite some time, sir. Yeah, that was my bad. I didn't think of him <laughs> until just now. All right, well, tell us about Don Don Don. Not a whole lot to say about Don Don Don, other than like he's kind of he's kind of a jerk, <laughs> <laughs> and then he ends up in like the little hamster wheel with the son at the end of that quest. I honestly never found that quest. I wanted to, but I I don't. I have to look for it. <laughs> That's I'll, I'll, yeah. It is really funny. There's a fun boss too. All I right. for, I forgot Donna Don was a father. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I didn't think about father. it until we started talking about um yeah, I didn't think about him until we started talking about like Tora's father. Uh, yeah. He only has one. Well yeah, I'm, I'm father and then yeah. his grandfather. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, Not father's. Is Don 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 <laughs> bigger than Bana? No, he's smaller, right. I think. Oh my god. That gosh. must have been a very painful <laughs> bud. Okay, I'm sorry. I also forgot something. <laughs> um, but uh, shout out to um, Mia's two dads from Xenoblade X. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Mia's two dads with your missable line of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, it's just like in passing was like, oh, cool. Nice. It's canon. And our final dad, a dad so important, he didn't get a name. <laughs> Tornin King. Adam's dad. He exists. He's even got, like, uh, official art PNG. It took Numa not a, a different game to get that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But no, Tornin King, he just... Comes out of the vat with that. Uh, he, he was, you know, supportive of Adam. He did actually listen to the concerns of Adam and the people of Torna, and that's why he keeps kind of going against Zatar. Zatar or Zatar? I think the, the way they pronounce it is uh, Zatar. Zatar, okay. Uh, but he's, he's, uh, he's such a minor character. <laughs> like, he's minor, but he got wild. the name. I know he did. <laughs> That's uh, messed up. <laughs> um, and like he got Tantal as well, and another reason why I want Torna too so bad. Yeah, but it's like theoretically, at least Tornin King has at least one other son, right? Like, shouldn't he? He shouldn't just. Ha- it, I'm confused about. How the lineage works. Yeah, because yeah, Adam was like, not the next usually... in line. Oh, sorry. Wasn't he, like, yeah. fourth in line or something? Something like that. Like, Or maybe there were so many kids and Adam was the most uh, popular or the most um, upwardly mobile or... He, he was the, the most well-liked know. because he was the yeah. closest with the people. Mm-hmm. But it's... 
like no other kids are addressed. It's just like it, it makes it look like it's just a contest between the king's brother and the king's son, and you'd think that wouldn't yeah. actually be a contest. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd also think that the king's brother would therefore be more invested in getting rid of the king rather than getting rid of his <laughs> nephew. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I just it's another case of can you show me how this kingdom works, please? Yeah. And like after like coming from the place of oh hey, we had this entire like fifty page write up on how Solaris works and uh like all the way out here, uh the the lore is stretched thin. Just like please please let more content uh like this. I want to know more about this content that you've made me care about. <laughs> I spent so much time, this is only vaguely adjacent, so I apologize, and we can easily delete this, but I spent so much time, like, stressing over what sort of prison system Colony 9 had. Whoa. <laughs> and ultimately, I was like, all they would have is just, like, military barracks. And then I, I just spent so much time worrying about the legal system. Anyway, don't write fanfic, kids. <laughs> I I uh, I endorse that statement. Same. You'll just stress over tiny, tiny details that no one's going to appreciate or care about. Mm. Fan fiction, not even one. <laughs> Stay tuned to our Maybe future else. fan fiction episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or well, wait, we we did have we a fan just, fiction episode. We make Never an mind. Episode where we just like we do have a fan fiction action planned. Yeah. We should we should just make an episode where we lament about how hard it is to write fan fiction. We can just that can be in the fan fiction episode. I don't honestly know what's going to go in there. And mm. other than dramatic readings. And technically, our 2020 holiday episode was a fan fiction episode. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assure you, I stressed over zero details except for what <laughs> Choo Choo would be doing um, post game, and all I decided was she'd be fucking. <laughs> Uh, well, if we're talking about fan fiction, we're probably done with talking about dads. Um, yeah, like I said, it was an aside. And then- <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, it's fine. But yeah, this was really good. I I feel like we covered all the dads, but I don't, I don't know. If there's any other dads that uh, we forgot to mention, uh, we are on Twitter at Podcast or just email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, that was that was awkward transition. I'm sorry. Um, no, we're fine. <laughs> oh, unlike my transitions, my transitions are always beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, is there any like last minute dads anybody can think of from either Xenogears, Xenosaga, or the Xenoblade games that we might have forgotten? I got nothing. No, nope. I, I feel like there's probably some dad we're missing that was in mm. like. Pied Piper, and it was like a three-sentence yeah, well, thing going like, this is Steve. Yeah. Steve is a dad. <laughs> Steve's well, dead now. Maybe it was now. like a dad in the side Arguably quest. Sean. Um, Sean McCallum, who was like a friend of, of Ziggy's father and kind of was was like the father figure to him and then see there he is there's there's Steve the dad <laughs> there's yeah. Steve he's actually Sean that, that's Steve and then um I mean arguably you could say that that um Eric had kind of like a father child relationship with with Bugs the robot but that okay. was that was pretty subtle as well it it was mentioned one 
once or twice, but and he was kind of a shitty. Dad <laughs> well, that was a good addition. Thank you. <laughs> right. That's like literally the only thing I know about. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. That's fine. That's like one of the things I know so little about. So it's very exciting to have you here to fill in the knowledge. Yeah, I love. Oh, I thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm kind of being <laughs> no, you're about good. It, but thank like, you for having uh, me on. I only know about Pied Piper uh, because I read the translation of Pied Piper to read your fanfiction, <laughs> which was amazing, by the way. Oh, <laughs> that will that. forever be like my proudest moment. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> thank you. With the way Pied Piper is basically impossible to get to, you're gonna be like like in Mad Max Fury Road where you had the women with like books tattooed all over your skin, you're gonna be like that with Pied Piper. <laughs> you're gonna be a living book of Pied Piper. That, that will be... <laughs> that will be my legacy. Alright, yes. well that was our discussion on Xenodads. Um, I, we probably at some point will have a separate episode for Xenomoms, but I think this is probably a good stopping point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Alright, well Thank you, everybody, for meeting today to discuss this. This was really fun. Thank um, you. So let's uh, go around and say if there's any projects or like maybe even any games you're playing right now. Uh, share it. Uh, let's start with you, Justin. Well, I've been uh, playing Trails in the Sky finally, and I'm almost done with it. Well, I guess... Maybe not almost done with this since apparently I'm in the final chapter and the final chapter is pretty long, but I made it to the final chapter, Trails in, Trails in the Sky first chapter. So, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's been a really, really interesting experience. If you follow Retro Roulette, I've been streaming on there every now and then. Like, I just finished up Misadventures of Tron Bond and I plan on playing some other games in the near future. I have a copy of Brave Fencer Musashi and I've been wanting to stream that. So I'll probably start that soonish, but uh, yeah. But I mean, by the time this episode airs, I probably would have started playing it by that point. So yeah, um, check. Be sure to follow Retro Roulette. You can see when I'm streaming with uh, my buddies on there, and yeah, nice. That's all I've been doing, really. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, we haven't heard it from you in a while, Aaron. What have you been up to? Oh gosh. Um so Jeremy and I oh. have been getting ready for um another like local studio tour that that I, I kind of feel like we just had the last one cuz they postponed it until September last year and and now they're having it on schedule in May this year. So it it's it <clears throat> and and you know time doesn't pass normally anymore. So it just you know it's uh -huh. just back to back. But we're we're getting ready for that and um so mainly the things that we've been doing the last couple of weeks have been related to that just like a like a local art show thing um yeah and eventually we're gonna have have our website actually set up but <laughs> um yeah that's about it though nice it's kind of people can usually my follow lately. your art at like J jaren house right or yeah jaren house is the um the twitter account and then our website right now is under construction hopefully by the time this episode actually is posted it will be fully constructed but the website is drawingwithjaren.com um so yeah nice. stay tuned for that right. hopefully I'll, I'll sure to put that in the <laughs> notes yeah. um well, thank you. how about uh you cat what's what are you up to 
Oh god, I spent the entire pandemic uh, playing Final Fantasy fourteen on the Excalibur server. Um, my FC uh, has done Emerald Weapon EX 50 times. <laughs> and, yeah, um, let's see. Uh, I've been writing a lot of fanfiction I shouldn't. Uh, if people are interested in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen villains and my fanfiction, please uh, DM me on Twitter or Discord. Um, because I would like to share it, just not with everybody. Um, How would I DM you I... on Twitter? My Twitter is Cadmus underscore Prime. Uh, <laughs> now I can DM uh, you on Twitter. <laughs> I'm also um, oh god, uh, I started playing Hades, uh, the game Ooh, nice. uh, last night on the Switch, and it is very good. Uh, the voice acting is spectacular, and the gameplay is wonderful. Uh, it, it's basically a game that rewards you for dying, and it's available on PC as well, and some other platform, I, I, I think. Um, uh, what else am I doing? Uh, I reconnected my scanner, uh, and I scanned like Ooh. 20 things before burning out, uh, so I am probably uh, looking to uh, stagger my Final Fantasy XIV schedule so I can actually start working on original projects again. <laughs> Will I ever see Dixie again? Dixie has been living rent-free in my brain. Who's Dixie? Dixie was your, your gender vent Dixie. Oh, yes, yes. I, yes. Can, I can give you all the, the old pictures. Excellent. <laughs> <at least. laughs> she warms my heart. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, um, thing. I I got promoted at work. Uh, oh, nice! So, yes, Congrats. I'm no longer in QA. I am now uh, a dev. Uh, so, uh, if you would like to know what game I, I work on, you should visit my Twitter. <laughs> um, but that's it for me. Nice. Uh, how about you, Robin? Yeah. Um, let's see, I've been playing Star Ocean, the second story. Uh, right now I'm going through Arena's route. I'm on the second disc, so I should be able to start Claude's route uh, approximately eventually. I don't know how long it'll take me. I'm very slow at games because I insist on talking to every single person. I can really I to suffer that. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, oh, well, this is going to add, you know, 20 hours because I have to talk to every NPC. That's the best part. It is the best part. Um, as far as... Any output I've put in the world, I've apparently decided to disable my shame module, and now all I do is draw and try to come up with drawings of thoughty pictures of Dixon, because I'm just a fucking walking stereotype of myself. <laughs> I swear I have other interests, I just... I think I do. I, I... Pandemic hyperfixation. <laughs> I, I feel you. I swear, I've, I've, I've liked other things. I remember a series of, of robots that turned into cars. I think I enjoyed that. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I can't say I've been doing much. How about you, Jen? Uh, Tyler. Uh, you're fine. Um, uh, I've been kind of juggling a lot of things, but uh, one of them is the first Star Ocean, which is okay. Um, um, but I'm also juggling a bunch of other games, one of which is uh, Nosia for the Switch, which is a really fun visual novel that's basically like One Night Ultimate Werewolf 
um, but uh, you're against AIs instead of other people. And I've have a hard time lying to AI as much as I have a hard time lying to people, so I haven't been great at it. Um, but, um, yeah, that's mo mostly what I've been up to, just juggling different games and juggling mm. different projects. Um, oh, I had a shower thought. Um, has anybody here not seen the Tokimeki Memorial action button review oh, I video? I haven't yeah. finished it. I still have like an hour left in it, but yeah, it is really good. Yeah, I, I just wanted to plug that because it it kickstarted the some part of my brain that started caring about things other than Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mention. Okay, I can put that in the show notes. Uh, all right. Um, as far as the future goes for the podcast... Um, because by now, the Dixon and Blade Driver relationship episode should be out. Um, and I think we're also going to work on a villains episode at some point. So that'll be exciting. Um, <laughs> Did we ever mention the, the, the merger uh, on the podcast? I don't believe so. I know last time oh. Nick... Yeah. mentioned just okay. following Xeno Underground on okay. Twitter. Yeah. At yes. uh, Alright. So Xeno Underground is a website that uh I established in two thousand thirteen after Godzib got hacked. Um and uh I had been managing it by myself solely for a long time. Uh and I got tired of uh doing everything by myself. Uh so I asked Jin and Justin uh if they wanted to help me. And uh so the, the Xeno Chat podcast group and Xeno Underground are merging. Uh and uh also uh Godsib.net is up again. Uh they run a forum, uh and it is uh run by Jesse. Um and we're glad to have Jesse. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And is is the original Jesse from the original Godzib too. So it's like we have the baby back. Uh, so we like I, we I was to tired replace of... the Jesse with a new Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's no replacing Jesse. No. <laughs> so that's why I worked by myself for such a long time. Uh, but I was tired of working alone. But now uh, Godzib, Zeno Underground, Zeno Chat. Uh, it's kind of a co-conglomerate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're big old, bit, yeah. One big old Zeno family. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, check now out... You're just encouraging Justin to bring back Zeno fam. <laughs> hey, you're the one who said it, uh, so... You're the one who made it. <laughs> uh, well, anyway... Um, so yeah, if you want to check out Zeno Underground, it, yeah, it's Zeno-Underground.net, and then there's Godzip.net, and we're all on the social medias, so just keep an eye out for that, and then we'll uh, see what uh, new projects we have in the future together. Um, Alright, well, yeah. thanks for everyone for being here, and thanks for the listeners for listening, and have a good night! Take care. All right, take care, everybody. Good night, y'all. Bye, Zeno fam. <laughs> Keep saying it. <laughs> All right.
save the game? Well, Kane, Kane does get better because uh, Satan says, how about instead of fucking with humans, we stop doing that? And Kane goes, you're right, Glasses Man. I now see the light. I'll stop <laughs> being a helicopter dad. <sighs> I completely lost you, Robin. I'm I noticed. Sorry. I looked over and I saw that that did not get picked <laughs> up. And that is a shame because my recording picked it up. But I guess that means Jin has his choice of recording in about five seconds when I repeat what I just said. <laughs> oh, editing magic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm built pretty tough. Discord? Discord? Hello. There you are, Discord. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm back. It's okay. Uh, I, every now and then, back. I look over and see that uh, Discord has forgotten my green ring. Oh. I can't go on. Did I cut out again? Yeah, you did. Well, God did. fucking... I last part. All right. <laughs> so, so Xenoblade 1 architect makes a vegetable garden that he needs to keep cultivating, so he's taking care of it. He's just... He's just shitty. Uh, but Xenoblade 2, he makes a new world and then goes, Oh, man, this sucks. Let me hide in my tree fort. Let, let me hide in my tree fort! Sorry. This <laughs> keeps fucking cutting out. Also, I'm eating the mic. Oh, oh. Do you... Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, do you... I'm sorry. Uh, have you ever messed with your... Uh, um... Input sensitivity. No, you're cutting out, Jen. Oh, it's, I mean, have you ever? Weird. It like it, it shows up fine on Audacity. Like it's the mic is picking up. It's just for some reason. <gasps> well, I meant like uh, a, Discord, Discord will just decide. I could try. Have that. you ever, uh, have you ever like lowered the suppression. sensitivity in Discord? Maybe. Let me let me try the input volume output volume. Automatically determine input sensitivity. Okay, let's say no. I don't know what I'm doing. Is there Did like I a improve things? I know there's a, a switch. It's just I don't know which slider make good. Which is the make there's good a... version? Do you see the green and yes. yellow slider? Yeah, there's green and yellow. Which way do I make it good? Make it go left. <laughs> I want to make it go left. Okay. You want more green than you want yellow. I want more green than yellow. Okay. Yes. This mm. is good then. Okay. How about if I just put it all the way over here? Is this good? That, yes. Okay. Or we'll, we'll, we'll try and see. Sorry. Continue. Excellent content. Teach old man how to use Discord. Okay, Grandpa, you're gonna click on the one that looks like a gear. What? Just like Xenogears. I don't see anyone here that looks like the Welchal. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay hopefully that that will be good now <laughs> yes tell us how shitty the architect is the and architect nice is yes okay for the 30th time <laughs> xenoblade one architect basically makes his god body be a vegetable garden that he has to keep maintaining so he can eat the vegetable garden so he's he's maintaining it. It's just for shitty purposes. But Xenoblade Two Architect makes a world, hates it, and goes to hide in his tree fort. <laughs> Finally, I got to the goal. Are you okay there, Jin? Oh God, that picked up, didn't it? I thought I heard. I, I just was worried that it was a fire alarm. No, that, that was a fire alarm, yeah. but it's it, everything's fine. Everything's oh, no! fine. It's, All right. My my brother's cooking, so 
That's okay. probably as long as you were safe. I thought it was my printer messing it's up fine. or something. Um. Hmm. Naturally. So I do have to make one small edit. Nobody say anything important, so when I make clicky noises, they can easily be edited out. Don't say things. Do not say words. No. I'm making edits. I'm making edits. I made the edit. Okay. Everything's in order now. We can say important words again. <laughs> important words. <laughs> I think it's about time for maintenance. Oh, um... Did we ever mention uh, Xeno Underground and, oh no, there's an ambulance outside of my... Well, that's rude of it. Go yell at them to stop that's being extremely, hurt. extremely, extremely rude. Uh, anyway. Okay, good job!